going, Yamitators? Episode 67 with Raj Desai. It was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about stand-up. We talked a lot about... Um, we talked about, like, the comedy boom. And, and um, we talked about The Simpsons. And we talked about some, some good old TV shows. But it was a good one. It was, it was awesome. You guys are going to like it. Um, uh, go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Go to iTunes, Stitcher. Go to yamatat.com. Go, whatever you're listening to this on, rate, review, comment, question. Tell everyone you know about it. Um, you know, spread, spread the word, and the word will be spread. Um, suplex. Wow, I just screwed that up. The duplex comedy suplex. Um, is starting to take form. Um, I know you guys have heard me say this a couple times, but I hope by the time you hear this, it's already going. Gonna have a comedy show here, and it's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be awesome. Update headline headline headline. Um, <laughs> so the first art. So the first duplex comedy suplex is gonna be May seventh, and twenty fifteen, and it's gonna have Paul Danke, Will Weldon. Clay Cassis, Andy Haynes, and Dave Ross, and myself. So six comics that night. Um, then there's one scheduled for the 14th that's already booked up, and the 21st is going to be the next one, and so on. It's going to be every Thursday. Um, also, I have a show April 23rd. It's Thursday at Studio Sessions at Rafa's Lounge. It's Paul Denke's show, and it's a free show. Um, yeah, so come to that and hope to see you there hope to see you everywhere hope to see you at duplex comedy suplex when it starts okay my twitter is at dougathan d-o-u-g-a-t-h-a-n and the show's twitter is at yamatat and there's also a donate button for paypal on yamatat.com for the u.s and australia and if you guys are listening, and if you guys like what you hear, and if you're like, oh, he sounds like he could use a few bucks, <laughs> it's because I could. Um, yeah, thank you for any donations. Thank you ahead of time. And I'll uh, do shout-outs and stuff. And um, thanks for listening. Yam it up. Yam, yam, yam it up. With me and Raj Desai. Yeah, it's uh, not completely unpacked yet, but getting there. When did you move here? Like, really recently? Um, like three and a half weeks ago. Oh, that recent. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know. In there, before that, you were in San Diego? Or no, no, no. Before, somewhere else in LA? Before that, I was in still in Little Armenia, but like oh, okay. a block and a half away. Okay. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, but if you want to... here, all right. Yeah. So that bird must have had like diarrhea or something, because it's the biggest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, t- I discovered it when I was right before I was driving here, and I was like, all right, well, I just have to stop and get that clean. Like, I'm not a. My car is pretty gross in general, but I'm like. You don't, you don't let those. This things may sit. sound completely weird, but uh, it does provide some shade. <laughs> it's big enough that there's a little bit of shade, and I'm like down the window either because then it might like you know 
smear and like the problem with crust it, all over yeah it's like you know you get you get the bird dropping and then the sun like cakes it on mm-hmm. to your car yep and you're like great now I need soap water yeah. time yeah so I'm gonna have to like I think after I leave gas and use their little squeegee yeah so that's four yeah one time I um <laughs> I didn't want to like take my car to a car wash and so then I was using the squeegee like all over my car but it was and funny because I... someone from the gas station comes out and they were like you can't do that to your car only the windows and I was like oh right <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking of it like my car needs a car wash I was just like damn it's pretty dirty and I was like well if some of the water like gets on the door right. yeah <laughs> I've used it to, to take off spots yeah. on my car it's, but, uh, it's nice and easy. I mean... It's window wiper fluid, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> car washes are... If you don't drive a very nice car, you know, then they're kind of expensive. Yeah. Or, you know, it adds up. Yeah, I, ha- I have a 98. It's like, I, I've i earned it. The right to use a squeegee <laughs> <in your> car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, mobile. Have a good day. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... That's one attitude. Yeah. That's All right, one. it was a Chevron station. <laughs> I mean, you can just pull up and use them. I've done that before without even buying gas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's a little cheesy. A little weird, but Stick it to the man. Stick it to <laughs> If they're going to leave their shit out there, damn right I'm going to use it. Well, I mean, I feel like... I didn't grow up in Southern California, but I feel like it's been a really... Dirty windows are more a problem here. Yeah. I yeah. feel like. It's because you need to see around all the. Well, then you've got the dirty window. Mm hmm. Haze sometimes because of like the whatever it's called, marine layer. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. smog. <laughs> so. Well, the smog is just a blanket hugging the city. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Makes people feel secure. Makes them know. Oh. I forgot to turn my ringtone down. That's a Job, right? Yeah. 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 Got Job's chicken for like most of the notifications, and then for Twitter, I was like, we'll make that one George's, uh, the one that's cuckoo kacha, cuckoo kacha. Oh, I don't remember that one. Uh, pop pop. Yeah. That was his chicken noise. Okay. There's the one scene where they were all in the apartment together, and then they're like, um. You can't even ask a woman on a date. Kukukacha. Kukukacha. And then Lucille's like, Michael and women. A little doo A little doo And then Lindsay's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Cha, 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 cha. That's a, that one I remember. That which makes no sense. And then Joe runs out of the room. He's like, wait, wait, I got the perfect thing. For, to get his little chicken nose thing. And then they're all gone. <laughs> and he comes out. He's like, kukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukuk
2003 sticks out in my mind for some reason, but yeah. I feel like it might have started in 2003. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so good. The next season, I don't even know what they're going to do. Are I, they doing another Netflix season? Yeah. Okay. I heard what they're doing um, is they're going to re-release season four, but in chronological order, so that there's not any, like... Because, I mean, the way they released it was... Um, you know, in pieces and like catching mm-hmm. up with everyone, and then you eventually find out, oh, they were all in the same. Oh, they passed them. That mm-hmm. Steve Holt passed him with the bug thing on his car, and um, but yeah, I actually a lot didn't of... see the most recent season. I what? Know. It was I've good. Seen the first three. Yeah. Know, like a couple times, but I don't think I had Netflix. Or... <laughs> I didn't have Netflix streaming. I had Netflix the disc. Okay. Still? Do you still have the no, discs? No, I switched it up. Yeah, man, you gotta... Streaming. But the discs are good. That's how you get classic movies. That's yeah. That was my argument. Is like Because there's no video stores anymore, basically, that are yeah. convenient. There's Redbox, which only has new movies. Yeah. So if you want to see like a Criterion Collection movie or something, you gotta have Netflix now, basically. I yeah. Think, if you don't want to buy it. Yeah. So that was my argument for it. But then it would just sit there for like weeks. Yeah, and then you're like, I gotta switch it out. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Well, not just that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. it sounded like a great idea to watch like, a John Luke Godard movie, but I haven't watched it in three months, so I'm guessing it wasn't that high on my list. I mean, it sounds like... I just paid $24 to let this disc <laughs> sit on my desk. And that's like the classic thing people say about Netflix, but it was really true for me. And then I would be like, yeah. all right, I got to use this. Then like for two weeks, I would like go through nice, movies nice. and then be like back on like... It was all the aspirational viewing of like, I want to these serious films or whatever okay. that had been you know on lists and stuff like that and I just all this stuff where you're like yeah I haven't seen it yet I've been meaning to see it one of those and then yeah yeah I think my whole Netflix you know like half the movies on it are like that but like just to impress people or whatever. no one's looking at it <laughs> that's to impress me I guess no in conversation someone's like oh, have you seen Seven Samurai? And you're like, I have. Thanks, Netflix. And you turn to your right, do a little wink, and then they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just did a camera take to a wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I, you know... Maybe one of these days I'll do both, but right now I pay for cable, so... I'll Oof. Up my... Yikes. I think I'm about to cut the cord. Do it. HBO thing starts. So oh, it's so awesome. It, it did start now? Starts in April, but okay, only yeah. for Apple, and then in what? Only for Apple products, yeah. No. No, seriously. But then in May it starts. Don't you universally? Don't you tell me that? Because Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley are coming back April twelfth. That's why I think they're doing it. It's a time. Just for Apple? Just for Apple. No. Nope. For a month. Raj. But then by May you can watch it all. <laughs> oh, it's all saved on there. But then I'll be behind. <laughs> <sighs> No, then I'll... Uh, well, well, how'd that... you watch it before? Just on... You can still do that. No, I had the... Yeah, I had someone else's username and password. Oh, okay. And that... Okay. So it was the grandpa of... Buddy of mine... No, no, no. My buddy's friend's uncle. And one day the code stopped working. And I was like, hey, man. Uh... <laughs> I was like, the code isn't working anymore. He was like, yeah, man, my friend's uncle died and I was like oh. Oh. <laughs> so 
so no more HBO Go then? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you know. So you, then I just kind of... think about anyone else yeah. before he keeled over. Yeah. You know? Gosh. Yeah. So selfish. When people are dying, they're so selfish. They're like, oh, I don't want to die. It's like, what about everyone else? They don't want you to die either. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, the, the problem is, like, it's great to have, when you get used to cable TV and a DVR, it's nice. I mean, yeah. And I basically got it because I was like, well, you know, sometimes I submit to, like, write for shows and you just never know. And, like, Chelsea lately, or, like, I've never seen it, so it's so much easier to go to, like, cable. And yeah. It. But, so but you can always go. a long time, and I'm like, why am I? It really, you know what's mostly on my DVR what? is like serious movies that I'll never watch. <laughs> it's your Netflix movies. disc queue. I mean, it's but... basically like you know, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. It's like all these like Turner <laughs> classic. It's like this uh, old black and white stuff. No, it's not, uh, not quite that. Old. Like uh, the guy who did Nashville, the director. You know. Uh, mm, nope. Ugh. Anyway, it's a important. Hayden Penetieri. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's in the show Nashville. Yeah, Nashville the movie. Nashville the movie. Oh, okay. Susan Sarandon and uh, Robert Altman. It's a Robert Altman film from okay. the seventies. It's considered, you know, good. Susan Sarandon. Um, and uh, she's a hot ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Still looks pretty good. When she was a, uh, uh, did you see her cameos in Thirty Rock near the? I did. Near the yeah, end? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where yeah, she was the his teacher. teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she's had some work done. I'm pretty much hundred percent sure. I don't believe you. But you know what? I don't believe you. The thing you. is, it was done well. She doesn't look. She weird. looks. She looks fantastic. Yeah. 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 And she was dating some like super young guy. There you go. See. Some, like, you know like handsome guy he saw he saw that episode and he was like oh awesome <laughs> here's an interesting a, a, a weird fact about her you may know is that she is the owner of a ping pong establishment in Manhattan what yeah she got into the ping pong game it's like a bar that you can play ping pong at. not beer what? pong but actual ping pong that's amazing yeah not like a weird investment but it's yes. a pretty popular place apparently Ping, what's it called? Oh shit! Let's think of some names for it. <laughs> Without actually, do you already do you no. know the name for it? No. Uh, it's in Manhattan. I think so. Yeah, maybe it's in Brooklyn. Um, but, uh, man. Ding. Nope. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of something with like B Y O B. Uh, ping your own pong. Ping your own pong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that only makes sense because we had discussed BYU. <laughs> yeah. Someone just saw yep. Binger and Pong. What does that mean? Like, what? <laughs> Is it like a ping pong place or what? Um, but yeah, she owns like a ping pong, like a popular ping pong establishment. That's pretty so cool. I was like, all right. And I think she got in, in it before beer pong got on or whatever. So. And so people were like, no, yeah. don't adulterate our game. Yeah. She's not a... <laughs> Johnny Come Lately to the <laughs> Susan Come Lately she's been in a Susan Come Lately to the uh, Kong business for quite some time did you um Simpsons fan yeah. yeah 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 do you remember the one where they got snowed into the school uh huh 
And um, so before they knew they were snowed in, they were about to watch the movie. And then Skinner's like, uh, we'll show those Johnny Come Nadleys. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, the main thing I remember that episode is that that Italian guy, they call it Grease Balls, right? And he's like, is that the one where they start throwing grease at each other? No, uh, uh, I don't think so. That's the one where they tie up Skinner in the, um, in the dodgeball bag. And then he, he's like, he finds the hamster outside in the wheel and he's like, quick, nibbles, chew through my ball sack. (laughs) I remember that line. "Mm?" What is the one where they like, they say something about like, that chef guy is trying to deliver a bunch of pizza and one of them says it's like hey check out my grease ball and then the guy goes no matter what I do they call me a grease ball <laughs> I don't think it was that, that one epi- it must not be that episode yeah it must be he was living they got into a grease fight because like there was like a grease accident with the cafeteria or something. okay anyway no I sound like I'm making it up no the one that uh, Italian guy that was sounds always, like yeah. that sounds like Simpsons no matter um, what I do they call me a grease ball <laughs> Or with Willie, when he rips off his shirt, and he's like, grease me up, woman! She's like, okay. <laughs> that, why Doris. did he have to get greased up? Because he had to go through the vents Duck. to get Santa's little helper. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, it's nice. It's on, uh, well, it's another thing about cables. I, I can watch it on FX Access on, like, yeah. 20 times a day. Yeah. They do, like, these little marathons that are, like, kind of fun. Like, it's... It's uh, just another way of syndication, but it's like all in your face because it's all a lot of these episodes all at once. Yeah. Because I remember syndication back while, like, uh, it's so funny that they got syndication while, what what season was it in when that started? I think you have to have a hundred episodes. To or five seasons, I or think. Or it has to be canceled. So about five seasons, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's where hundred episodes is. So that's probably about when it happened. It was on a lot. I mean, now it's on overwhelmingly. Whenever, yeah. You know, like, and, you know, I hate to be one of those people, but I haven't really seen new episodes. Oh, Rod, get out of here. <laughs> well, I, I do recognize what a strong show it is, even still, but I, something yeah. about it just isn't the same. I can't, oh, you know, the, no. the last episode... Um... You saw it, like, this Sunday. So yeah, I still watch it. Yeah, I think the way non-paid Hulu goes is it'll release last week's when the day after this week's uh-huh. comes out. So uh-huh. it's like a week behind. So that's the last one I watched, and I lost my fucking mind. Um, oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's still it's still really funny. Like they still have some of the same writers. Yeah. This the voice talent is the same. It's still the same. Like yeah, at heart, like yes, okay. There's always those people who are going to be like, dude, there's nothing like seasons four through ten. And I'm like, yeah, yeah there are always going to be those people. I guess I feel like it's not even worse. It's just you're used to it. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it doesn't surprise you as much when Lily says something or whatever. Yeah. Because at the time, I mean, the first time you see like Lionel Hutz or whatever, or even <laughs> the fifth time, you're like, well, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, um, they have been getting a little that. weirder. Where they'll do something, and I'm like, what the fuck? Did that just, that just really happen in their world? What? Because <laughs> I think at a certain point, they were like, listen, 
This is Springfield in people's minds. It doesn't belong to any certain state. We've made that clear. Because when you see the mailing address, it's just like mm. Springfield, USA. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's screw with the algorithm yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's tweak the formula. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie actually. Dude, it was, was pretty it good? good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like mm. I think it did really well too though. I think the, the show still does well. Like it gets. Yeah. They wouldn't keep it on. I mean, for sure. With that nice <laughs> spot. They're tenured. <laughs> like, it listen, we got it twenty-five is. years. Yeah. Practically, yeah. in TV, it basically that's about the closest thing to tenured you're gonna get. Yep. They're in season that, twenty-six right now. I guess like the record used to be Facts of Life. It was sixteen years. Damn. So I don't know if anything is beaten. Oh. For like, but American Idol's been. And if you count, like... But that show doesn't count. Right? You can't, it's I, reality. I think it's just sitcoms. But if you count, like, Meet yeah. the Press, it would be The Simpsons or whatever. Right? Oh, but so. we don't count that. No. Yeah, no, I think I think Meet the Press News? is the longest show. But... 60 Minutes? What about that one? I think Meet the Press is the oldest. Really? Actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And, like, The Tonight Show, obviously, is super... Yeah, we, we don't count those, because they're cheaters. No, I guess they're not. They're cheaters, because they just hand the reins off to someone else. You know? True. But I think... Because I always heard, you know, you always hear Simpsons, the longest running TV, and I'm like, oh, actually, it's not at all. Longest running primetime TV show. Uh, that's the that's the qualifier they've used. Okay. Makes more sense. Yeah. But what about, like, Entertainment Tonight? I guess that's not primetime. 10 o'clock. It's past yeah. primetime. 8 to 10 is primetime, right? What about, like, yeah, 8 to 10. Yeah. yeah. 2020? It's what the TGIF used to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember like being like, oh boy, what are the step by step crew gonna get up to tonight? <laughs> well, I mean I, I mean I, I hate to say it, but I I was a big fan of Urkel. I thought he was great. Yeah. And I thought you know <laughs> it took me a while to realize like oh it's and he was funny at first. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. If I watch Urkel with fresh eyes, would I think he was funny? I don't know. I think so. Like, it's it's also cyclical, because the whole dumb, like, got any cheese? You're like, ah, Urkel. Oh, you. <laughs> of course we got some cheese. Get in there. Get in the fridge and eat some. <laughs> well, the thing I can't remember, was he asking for cheese, or was he offering cheese to Laura? I both. thought he was like he mooching was off their cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Do you guys got any cheese? Cause I'm hungry. I'm a derelict. I don't live anywhere." Did I he? I can't remember what he would say to Laura though. Wouldn't he say like, "He'd give her a lot of compliments, but yeah. how beautiful she was." But I thought he would offer her cheese too. That sounds I can't familiar. Remember, I yeah. I don't and he was, he wore her down, man. Did they end up together? <laughs> I, think, have, right? I think she ended up with his alter ego. Stefan Raquel. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't say it, I would have. I believe, I believe she did. Was it a robot or was it a clone? I thought it was like. No, I think there was, I think there was a separate Urkel robot. Stefan Raquel okay. was like his cousin or something? No, it, no. it all came through in like. The fly type machine where he went in and then he came out as Stefan Urkel and then he was like, yo, Laura. And then she was like, oh, shit. I I didn't watch the show for some time after the first few seasons and I would see 
this it's got way down my <laughs> I actually know someone who used to clean his house, Jalil White's house. So he's a very nice guy. Mm. He does have a lot of Urkel memorabilia around, but I, yeah, it's like his childhood. So yeah, it's and like, it's, you know, it's all he's got. Yeah. I what mean, else is he going to do? Uh, I mean, he could... And he was not obviously done with his money, because she was like, he lived in a very nice house. Yeah, know? that's awesome. You know, so... He could have turned out a lot. He could have turned out, like, a <laughs> screech-like or whatever. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Like, bar fights or whatever. So. Yikes. MC Hammer. MC Hammer, yeah. <laughs> what happened to him? I don't know. He used to be the go-to, like, bankruptcy <laughs> He came out with an album, and I remember, um... They were advertising it on a commercial that seemed like a, uh, like ShamWow type commercial. Wow. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? I mean, I know he lost all his money, but still, he must have sold like 20 million albums. I mean. Yeah. He was enormous, so. He lost a lot buying those Fabergé eggs. <laughs> At least that's the story they gave when Krusty was doing it in this oh, one sense. <laughs> that, that's right. He was like freebasing well, Fabergé eggs. He lit like a pearl necklace on fire to light a dollar to light to light a hundred dollar bill to light a cigarette. Do you remember that? I well, think no. it might have been that episode. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, Krusty. He was like profligate with his money. I don't know if it was the same episode, but he like lights a takes a pearl necklace, lights it on a fire, lights a hundred dollar bill, and then lights a cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. Um, there was like there was a really funny bit they did on Conan. VH1 made this MC Hammer movie. What for like a week with MC Hammer? No, it was like a true story about okay. his you know demise, rise and fall, and then you know, and then Conan was like, "Well, there's a perfectly good actor to portray MC Hammer who could use the work." MC Hammer. That was like the whole bit. <laughs> MC Hammer was like needed work and playing himself. And he should be playing himself. And then they tried to like lobby VH1 to let Hammer be Hammer or something. Yep. Just a joke. Little, little joke, but secretly he was like, "Please let this lead to something." I know. know, He could use the money, obviously. Obviously, my guess is he's back on his feet, right? Like he could play State. I would go see Hammer if it was like ten bucks, maybe, and it was convenient. Maybe not. Maybe if it was free. Maybe it was free. <laughs> Sponsored by Verizon. Let Verizon pick up the tab. If someone was you like, know. hey man, you want to go see MC Hammer today? I'd be like, ah, how much is it? And they're like, it's free. He's putting out this free concert. I'd be like, yeah, what time? <laughs> Young right, MC right. came. Do you know who Young MC is from Bust a Move? Um, I think so. He played at my college after way after his Okay. It was kind of sad. It was like, poor young MC. He was... Wasn't so young anymore? Wasn't so young anymore. <laughs> a, B, you know, he had one song. It was called Bust a Move. It was yeah. like... Let's bust a that's move. That's all anybody wants to hear. <laughs> you know? No one wants his other stuff. <laughs> he was clearly just like, give me my money. Let me get yep. out of here. What kind of bad the guy? That reminds me of the other Simpsons where they go to the... It's like Homer Palooza, I think. And, uh, oh, no, no, it was like a state fair and BTO. A BTO, yeah. yeah. Working <laughs> on the time park. <laughs> no new crop. Taking care of business now. <laughs> yeah, and then they start playing. He goes, like, working over time. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes them skip right to the chorus. <sighs> yeah, that was a great. I always remember that, yeah. 
That's the same episode where they had the, the racehorse. Duncan. And it was it started out as the diving horse, and it's like going That's on the right. diving board, and the yeah. diving board is just tilting, and the horse the horse is like, woo, woo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. And Wiggum's line is, uh, "This is listen, this is clearly a case of animal cruelty. You got a permit for that?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that. Yeah. God, it kind of makes me want to watch like all those again. Yeah. I'm talking about it, like, it's, it's been... and a lot of the jokes hit harder because you're like. Oh, I totally didn't even catch that the first five no, times through no. when I was little. I mean, when I was little, my brother would often be like, you don't even get that. He'd get offended. Had an older brother. <laughs> he was right, though. So <laughs> I deserved it. Laughing at the, like, you know, especially, like, there was one where, like, Robert Pinsky, that poet, shows up, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck is Robert Pinsky. <laughs> he is, like, a, I guess, a famous poet, but yeah. I don't know, even know who the most famous poet in America is maybe Robert Pinsky Emily Dickinson uh, well I mean like she's dead but like alive Why? I don't know uh, I mean I would have said Maya Angelou but she's dead too yeah poem, poems I don't know amazing <laughs> they I looked that up because he was on The Simpsons I guess he <laughs> is like a big deal in poetry but okay. but yeah if you're like name five famous poets right now that are still alive yeah. Uh, uh nope. <laughs> yep. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I am hard meet the pressed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am meet the pressed on that one. Meet the pressed. Oh cool. Yeah. So how long have you you been doing comedy? Uh almost ten years actually. Yeah. Nice. How old are you? I am thirty eight. Cool. So. It's awesome. I moved up when I was 30. And you've been out here for a couple years or something? Or? No, I just moved up in July. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're only 30. I'm 31 now. 31, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That's good. Five and a half years. You've... In San Diego, yeah, yeah. No, five and a half years of comedy. In... I've, I've got... Oh, yeah, yeah. You started there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I started here in uh, almost 10 years ago. Not quite 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. But yeah, I, I did it a little in college and, you know, wasn't very good at it and didn't know anything about it and just thought, well, I guess I'm not going to be good at this thing. <laughs> so I just kind of like didn't do it anymore and then kept thinking about it. And then it took a long time to get over some of those initial yeah, bumps. bumps. took about six years to get over yeah. those initial bonds. I don't know yeah. about getting over it, but realizing that, like... Were there little breaks here and there where you're like, maybe I won't do it this month, or, like... In the time I've been doing it, like, pretty hardcore? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been little breaks, actually, <coughs> just because of, like, work opportunities, mm -hmm. but um, not... No, I'm pretty... You know, um... I'm pretty addicted to it, I think. It's Good. Like people get addicted to going to the gym or whatever. Yeah. Coffee, mm -hmm. but also I started in LA. Essentially, I mean, like I, I started in Texas, sort of. But I quit. Is that where you're from? From from Texas, yeah. But I basically like quit uh, pretty soon because it was like, <laughs> I mean, if I could describe my act, it would be. Uh, it was mostly about the TV show Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard had not been on, nor had the movies come out. It was completely irrelevant. And it was mostly, it was all stuff you th can think of. It's like, 
Why do they? Why don't they get their doors fixed? I don't understand. You know, I'm like, who's building all these ramps in Hazard County? That guy must be the busiest guy in the county. <laughs> the Hazard County Ramp Commission. They must be overloaded with requests. Stuff like that. And, uh, Looks like those two boys are up to it again. Yeah, but I loved that show when I was a kid. I, mm. I still, I know it has its like <clears throat> issues with confederate flag. Oh yeah. But uh, mm. I, I still like that show. I mean, I wouldn't say I watch it ever, but it has a huge, it made a huge imprint on me for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know why. You know, I haven't seen an episode, but I've seen so many references to it that I'm like, oh, you're yeah, pretty no, no, familiar. See, it sounds it. about like someone your age that would be too old for you. Yeah. So when I it, was like, six it could have been seven, on Nick at Night or something, but yeah. I, I didn't really watch yeah. Nick at Night because. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was yeah. little, I was like, black and white. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, it doesn't have, it had no relevance to anybody, <laughs> you know, there. It would be like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the equal. I don't know, talking about like Jag now or something. It's like, when even wants to hear about that. Did you get the, did you watch the new Jag? Yeah, it's in season 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So I was, I was not very good at it. And then it just, uh, I had one horrible bombing incident and I didn't do it again for quite some time so yeah yeah I just didn't understand that like <laughs> when I think about it now all the elements I should have you know so basically like uh I went to college in San Antonio I was in San Antonio San Antonio is a mm-hmm. very heavily Latino city so okay I'm a, I, I had done this open mic at this club a few times and they said why don't you come by Monday night we put up some open micers you know mm-hmm. it's not a paint spot or anything but we'll give you a real more show. time was yeah like, I was like full eight minutes whatever it was I was just like I made it you know, you're so new this is the big time I'm a real comedian now, yeah you know? and I'm about to go up and they're like hey we're gonna bump you for this guy and I was like okay no problem the guy goes up he's not anyone famous but he is uh, speaking in Spanish to the audience and the audience gets it and he not all Spanish but some Spanish and he is just killing annihilating and <laughs> I am thinking in my head, honestly, like, uh, boy, uh, you know, this guy, uh, he's really setting the stage for me. Like, I'm, I mean, he's got them going. And, uh, I mean, I'm just going to, they're going to love this Dukes of Hazard stuff, you know. And I came out there, and it just was, like, you know, just horrible. And How many people? It sounds like a lot. Pretty full club, actually. Like 100 or... Um, you probably don't know, Sam, if you, if you did, it's called mm-hmm. the River Center Comedy Club. Mm. And there's, like, it's the main part of, like, going out in San Antonio. It's okay. Like this river center area. It's near the fake river. <laughs> but, uh, and it's usually, you know, it's, it's, I think even to this day, it's a decent club. It's not like an A club, but yeah. it's pretty decent. And, um, you know, it just, uh, and then it took me a long time. And like years later, I had read some article with Norm McDonald. I was like this huge Norm McDonald fan. Yeah, and yeah. he had said that. He's awesome. Still am, you know, a huge fan. You know, yeah. and, and he had just said that, you know, he had bombed and didn't do it for like two years. And I was like, Oh wait, this guy I think is like an expert. Yes, yeah. and maybe we went through the same thing. Yeah, and I had no idea because, you know, I'm a little too old also for like, for frankly, like you know, even like podcast, you know, to hear like comedians come on and talk about how they became. I had, yeah. So I had no idea how people did it or you know <laughs> that they bombed. I just thought that. I mean, another thing that's pretty funny is I saw I saw Dave Chappelle before he was like a bit. He was you know famous in comedy, but he wasn't. Yeah. It's like after Half Baked, I think, but yep. definitely before his TV show. And I was so dumb, I really thought he was just making it up as he went. Like, that's what I his, thought. His stand-up? Yeah. And then I saw him do something I'd seen him do on Conan, and 
and I was like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a second. uh, I think he's rehearsing this stuff. You know, and that's how, that's how, like, naive I was about stand-up comedy. I think, I think if, I think there's probably a lot of, I mean, am I told, when did you, did you always think stand-up comedy was rehearsed? I mean, when you were six, you couldn't have, I assume. I mean, when when I was, when I was three, I was like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Three-year-old snarky Doug. Uh... (laughs) No, I don't know when I first realized it was rehearsed. I mean, I guess I always figured that they had those jokes. Um, Boy, I had no concept of it. But I I didn't even know, because I was so far removed from the comedy world. Mm -hmm. Like, um, my dad uh, is a big sports guy. Mm -hmm. And my mom, well, she's kind of, kind of, kind of crazy, but in like, the cute way where mm-hmm. she like knows sure. <laughs> you're like ah you're just crazy um and then but we lived all over and then where we ended up when i was in high school was northern kentucky so there was like uh, cincinnati like okay. near the border okay. or whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah. but still like uh to, to go out and see comedy it would take a lot and then so I just kind of saw SNL and like I would see yeah. stuff on Comedy Central and yeah. I mean SNL was a it's it's at least it's just a huge foray into comedy for most people still. It's like yeah. amazing. But I was, you know, I am old enough to there was a time in the 80s when there was a lot of like called brick wall type shows where they would put a lot of stuff on and I watched all of it. Yeah. And I really thought it was all like on the spot. On the spot. I guess. And I Some still comics think Dave do Chappelle's that. A, you know, a brilliant comedian. Obviously, he's one of the best yeah. around, arguably. And but so I guess maybe I held him to a higher standard. I didn't think he would <laughs> did the same material over and over again. Whoa, 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 Dave! I mean, you know, you're gonna repeat jokes you've said before. I mean, to be fair, I was still pretty. I was still like, wow, this is really funny. I'm so happy <laughs> that even I heard it. But it was just like amazingly how, how, like what, how naive, and you know. People, that's normal, you know. Unless yeah. It's know, not something that be. you're not born with knowing that. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe now there's more information out there yeah. about <laughs> how to become a comedian or what it's like or whatever. But yeah, or there is definitely a lot more. But even then, I still think it would be pretty hard to be that knowledgeable about. Like, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. I don't it's know. Pretty weird feel to step into and, yeah you know um, it's pretty crazy to go I'm gonna do this for a living <laughs> it is it is I know it is it's like I do love that it's like crazy and um chaotic and part of it is like well I don't I don't know when my next gig is gonna mm-hmm. be really um I actually do it's, it's in April but this will already it will have already happened. Nope, no, it won't have. Um, but yeah, it's in April, and we're yeah. in, we're here in March. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to break the fourth wall for you, imitators, but <laughs> it's March right now. <laughs> Near the end of March, but still. <clears throat> yeah, and just to to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, part of the fun is like, 
is like this the struggle of it you know yeah when i started i think um so i started may of 2005 so almost 10 years ago okay it was not uh that's when you started in san San antonio in in la oh okay okay. yeah and um it was not a very popular field at that time (laughs) now it's more popular the the resurgence of the boom hadn't uh no, and it's so... It's not so much a boom right now, but it's like a lot of people are craving comedy, I think. I... I don't... I don't know. I mean, I... I again, I... I mean, I'm sure you were literally alive during the 80s boom, but you probably don't remember it. Right. I, I'm old enough to remember it as a very young person. Yeah. And, I mean, it was big. There were a lot of comedy clubs. And yeah. a lot of comedians really did make a living on the road. Yeah. And very lucrative. It was a lucrative time for a lot of comedians. And yeah. now it's... It did, to me in terms of like lucrative is the wrong that makes it sound like they're making a tons of money they can make a <laughs> yeah. at least and now I feel like it's I don't know that the amount of clubs has really increased from the time I started yeah or the amount of there must be some uptick in it but not that much I don't think well ma- maybe I think there's a lot more interest interest in it but yeah. I don't know about a lot more pay Right, yeah, that's for comedians. <laughs> uh, you know, which is something personal to me, obviously. I yeah. don't know that other people care so much. But I will say this, I moved out here at the height of reality T V and reality T V has kind of dimmed some and now yeah. they're making a lot more shows that require writing, yeah. comedy writing. So yeah, it's great. that's that's good for comedians. And uh um I mean I moved out here to you know, what was like Survivor in America and all that stuff was king and there was yeah. very few sitcoms I don't even know Two and a Half Men I mean I moved out here right before The Office came on and that was like a big deal yeah uh, if you can imagine single camera TV shows and the rest of the you know being a big yeah. deal and yeah it's like common um, <laughs> which is great which is great I'm yeah. so glad that there's been a shift from like oh people like this a lot more if we're like actually in the location and like we have yeah it is hard to sit through a uh <laughs> Multi multi cam, yeah. Yeah. I mean I did like how I met your mother the yeah. first few seasons quite a bit. Yeah. But uh it's just hard to sit through them now. I don't know why. I think single camera is just kinda like it's, But truth be told, you know, if you're being fair, single camera sitcoms are still the highest rated, you know, Big Bang Theory and Oh you multi cam you mean multi cam, yeah. yeah. Are still still Big Bang single cam. Well Big Bang Theory is on C B S, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, I've heard the argument a lot where it's like, old people never change the channel off CBS. Yeah, I mean that could be. I, I think that is that is somewhat true, but a show of that popularity, yeah. I just think you can't deny. Like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. popular. I mean, I'll be honest. I've it's seen good. like five yeah. minutes. I I didn't want to watch the rest. Of it, so I'm not trying to refrain from shitting on it. I I don't care for the show that much. And it's. You know, which what from what I little I saw, but you can't argue with that kind of like popular. People like it. Yeah. And, and at least it celebrates like being good at math and science and stuff like that. Like, Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't totally understand. Bazinga means you landed a zinger. Uh, uh yeah. Okay. okay. It's the thing that Sheldon came up with when he finally started learning like how to razz people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it is like. Yeah. Zinger has yeah. Zinger has landed. Uh, Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's one of those things. Where it's like it's like I said, it's so popular. It 
I know Bazinga from Bazinga Shirts before I knew it from yep for the show the TV show. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, I do think I've you know if you stay in something ten years, you see some changes, and it has been interesting. To, yeah. To look back and you see like you think about people you started with, and some of them are on billboards, and some of them aren't doing it. Yeah. It's just interesting like to to look at how it all like. Yeah. Ends there's out and like the shows that people you know like locally like you know there were a couple of shows that everyone really wanted there always are like sort of premiere shows that are yeah. tied to clubs and and then and so much energy people put into trying to get on them and then those shows just don't even exist anymore because the pe- not because they're unsuccessful the people just got tired of running them and yep. then you're like well all that energy was great you know so <laughs> you do put you put some positive perspective on <laughs> yeah, it all just kind of goes away. Works. But I do think because I started in LA, essentially, like I did it a little times a bit. I basically started here, so I don't. I have very few pretensions about like doing, you know, an open mic if I have to. And there's, yeah, you know, if you live in LA, there's a ton of opportunities to get tons. up. It's nice. I mean, it's not optimal stage conditions. Like, I'd say sixty, seventy percent of the time, if not higher. But yeah, you know, I have no problem doing things like that because I, I think because I was used to it and I wonder you know I know you moved moved here I wonder if people who move here are less likely less inclined to be like well I'll go to this coffee shop that's too terrible right? and it has a you know an audience that isn't paying attention <laughs> yeah basically. Not, uh, are you talking about rock paper uh, that, I've never done that one but I've <laughs> I haven't done it either but I've, I've heard, heard that only <laughs> only horrible things about it yeah because it's the um, uh, surprise show Cause like people are there with their coffee or whatever, and I've heard that it's like, okay, we're about to start an open mic. A lot of you know when I moved here, the bulk of open mics and off and even some some actual shows were at coffee shops. Yeah. Uh, and bars are, I'd actually argue bars are worse because bar bars people come to talk to, coffee shops people at least come to look at their laptop. Yeah. But I did so many like surprise bar shows. And that's the worst. I mean, that's. I mean, I feel bad for the people. Yeah. You know they're here to maybe have a date or whatever, yeah. and there's some guy going like, "Can you believe this ramp commission?" And it's, you know, Duke <laughs> County, whatever. You know, what a ramp building going on. Those so Duke boys. Um, so I feel worse for bars, but coffee shops. Yeah, that was like the bulk of it, and I kind of swore off doing what I would call open layout coffee shops <laughs> because then you are interrupting people. People might be there working yeah. on something important or whatever. Yeah. But then I still do them. Yeah. So, but that was like all it was almost unless you did like a couple of shows so yep yep i mean it's it's i do i can say this much at least for la comedy there are way more shows than there used to be mm-hmm. way more mics than there used to be it feels like there are way more comedians than there used to be i can't there's no way to verify that not, we can do a survey. There's not a census of comedians, but there are definitely more shows, definitely more mics, and definitely more good shows. Yeah. Like when I say good, I just mean with an audience that shows up frequently. And yep. They show up for the comedy. To, to They're familiar it. with. And when I was, a lot less heckling probably than before. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. I. I never the thing about heckling for me is like that's always like the first thing people ask you about if they're not comedians it feels like 
or maybe like the first thing is like what's your act about and then the second thing is do you ever get heckled because yeah. it's like an interesting thing and, and I don't think I've yeah I've been really. heckled negatively pretty negatively um, <laughs> a few time, multiple times San Antonio or here uh, both well I wouldn't say San Antonio I'd say on the road okay after I lived in LA and in LA a few yeah. times but most of the heckling I get and that I've seen is positive heckling. It doesn't mean it's not disruptive, but it's like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, I've been there. And you're like, well, that doesn't really help me. Um, you know, or like people, they kind of want to be a part of the show. Yeah, yeah. That guy knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so positive heckling is, is a, in some ways, trickier than like negative. <laughs> the thing that actually really gets me is people just talk. Because yeah. it's really hard to be polite. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, 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 to come down on them because you look like the asshole. Because they're just talking. And, yeah. But, you know, that that happens a lot, I find. Even People. to, like, very good comedians. Because mm-hmm. and, and it's either the comic they didn't... They weren't there to see. And, or it's, like, um, maybe and, a, and maybe a restaurant like show or something. Or something. Or side of the room. I'm talking about like right up front people paid for 20 bucks to see yeah. the improv and they're just talking and you know I get it like they're there with their friends yeah. they want to have a conversation but that's really the worst thing for me yeah. I don't mind people being like you suck I mean like because <laughs> most of the time you can tell the guy thinks you suck he wasn't into it yeah. <laughs> you know I mean it's like okay well you registered your voice your opinion and I mean I don't like it I don't <laughs> love it but you know it's like okay uh, least you're inter- at least you're paying attention yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah but talking is like oh it's really hard to like it's an hour out. it's an hour to just chill out yeah. listen to the jokes yeah and i do think that <laughs> um the worst gigs for me have been at casinos by far you'll hear that from a lot of people i think okay from a lot of people. and people actually crap on corporate gigs a lot because hmm. corporate gigs are often like People are drinking, you know. They're like okay, yeah. letting loose. I haven't done. I've done like one corporate gig, but and our corporate gigs like keep it clean. Like usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that can you know because there's probably a lot of people who are like, I, uh. well, the thing about corporate gigs, and I again, I've barely done them. I've done <laughs> maybe like 20, 30 colleges or something. And yeah. colleges like this too. They they don't often put you up. They don't have a comedy club at you know the uh, you know whatever like offices of yeah. UPS you, you know it, they're just putting you in a room with often high ceilings no lighting you know, like here's a guy and so that oh you that need a microphone hap- too uh, yeah right. I mean that's happened at colleges too to me like where it's just like this is just really suboptimal conditions and that's yeah. fine I mean you know I'm here for the money obviously on some level but like it would be nice if you put me in auditorium of sorts or something like that yeah i've had some really bad it's career day like you just see career day and then they're like and here he is you're talking about stand-up comedy here's this guy Um, (laughs) yeah i've had some weird i I, one time i did a student union (laughs) while they were having their like casino night like fake casino you know you know Yeah. yeah and there was like three floors to the student union and what? people are everywhere. And then believe it or not, there were like, like 10 or 15 people sitting there to watch comedy. Okay. But it was just cavernous. It was terrible. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of distraction. Yeah. A lot of... Yeah. And it was a really bad show. And, um, I went back, it was really early. It was like at six. A lot of times college shows are early. Yeah. 
So I go back to some of the place they put me up at, and the TV isn't working, and I remember just being like... <laughs> it, was, it was really kind of amazing. Because, um, I, you know, I was in a bad mood. I like reading quite a bit, but I didn't feel like reading. It was like a Friday night, and I was just like, I don't feel like reading. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker or drug guy either, so yeah. I wasn't like going to go drink <laughs> by myself, especially... And I was like, so now I'm just here alone with my thoughts about this <laughs> show? Like, it really teaches you that TV is like a great, like... Yeah, a great way to really shut your brain off. help. And sometimes when you need it, it's, it's bad, you know. Yep. I, I, I would have watched the Jack rerun. I would have done it. I, mean, <laughs> I would have done it. I watched, I watched Jack when it was first on. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, I didn't, I probably didn't understand a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was like an amazing, like, um, look, almost like look at to myself. Like, I don't, I, I, I was definitely a huge TV watcher when I was a kid. I mean, you're talking four or five, six hours a day. <laughs> now I really, I, I mean, I don't, when I, I mean, a lot of people claim they don't watch that much TV. I really yeah. don't watch that much TV, probably just because I'm out at nights, you know, yeah. I'm busy. And it's but when you can, when it's can, all on yeah. demand, it's yeah, all Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And,. You know, I think like a lot of people, the older I've gotten, regular TV is, has no appeal to me. Like, when I say regular TV, I mean, like, I guess I mean JAG. You know, like, <laughs> like obviously, these, these premium shows have That's... more appeal than ever. You know, Better Call Saul or whatever. And they're yeah. so gripping. You want to, you make time so to watch So good. Them. Have you been watching it? I have, yeah. Hey, did you see the last one? I did, yeah, Okay, yeah, no yeah. spoilers, but, whoo, holy yeah. shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> and, um, anyway, so, I mean, to, I mean, to me, I think I'm not, the, I'm like the millionth person to say this, but t- the 10% that's good has never been bad. It's like amazingly good. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. the rest is the same, whatever. Yeah. Time filler, advertised sales or whatever. So mm-hmm. I have less interest in that, but that, that night was like a really like, it was like, I guess I am sort of like, I need TV yeah. <laughs> to like give me company and yeah. distract me when just unwind a little else. bit. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's fine. Kick on some Broad City and just yeah, laugh I mean, your ass off. Yeah, or like I would have gone for a rerun of whatever. Jack. Jack. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have done that totally. I mean, just to like not think about like. Uh, and I mean, the part that's bad is to. So, you know, I it had not been a good show. I clearly not delivered the goods that they had wanted. Yeah. I won't, I'll take 100% blame for that. The guy did give me the check, but then the guy was giving me a ride at the airport the next day, the same, like the student activities clinic. Now i got to see this guy again. And I'm just like, oh, i got to relive this. I almost was about to tell him, like, I'm just going to take a cab. But it would have been, like, $40. And I had yeah. the cheapskate, so I was like, oh, I'll take that ride. Yeah, I'll take the free ride. Of course. I'll take the embarrassment and the ride. Um... <laughs> So, I remember, it was like an interesting, you know, look into myself. I don't consider myself like a TV-aholic or something, or someone who can't, like, deal with <laughs> yeah. bombing. I mean, I've bombed a million times, but, like, I was just like, wow. I really could have used some... TV last night. Yeah. Some great NCIS or whatever, you know, I could have really used some. So, that was, like, an interesting... I ended up just taking, like, a super long. Yeah. Which was, I guess that's what you'll do when you have absolutely nothing else to do. You'll take a walk. I was like, no Uh, exercise, TV, even light exercise. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was also um, 
no wireless in the building. Oh, lame. So, um, it wasn't a hotel. It was like, this even gives it more context. It was like this, so the college had like this boarding house. Yeah. And apparently like, I think Franklin Roosevelt had stayed there and like, what? MLK, like some really famous people had stayed at this boarding house. Yeah. Uh, really significant people. And I'm just like, no TV, this blows. <laughs> so, I do remember that. Being like, they were like, this is our place. You can stay here. And guess what? So and so will stay here. This, this. I think it was Franklin Roosevelt, but definitely MLK. <laughs> you were like, I'm about to have a million man march down to Time Warner. <laughs> just sorting us out. I want my TV. Um, you know, and if it, it, it had been late at night, I think I would have been fine. But it was like, I was back there like at 7 30. Yeah. I guess I'll no. sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, <laughs> that was one weird setup. And then another time, I, I'm, it's like the reverse problem. I did like a, a show at a pretty big school, UConn. You know, it's a big state school, University of Connecticut. I don't oh, okay. know if it's like one of the biggest state schools. It's, it's a relatively big college. When you said UConn, I did think of the UConn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they have that problem a lot. And then I <laughs> thought of like UConn Cornelius. Yeah. But they had put me up in this huge auditorium, like enormous auditorium, maybe like their biggest one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like we walk in, I was like, this was really big. I was like, you think it's going to get, what? Well, you think it's going to fill? And they're like, oh, well, the last comedian here filled it. And we had to actually had spillover rooms. So that's why we put you in here. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's a big school. Maybe people will come out to this thing. And then I go, oh, yeah, who's the last comedian? And she goes, John Oliver. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, <they're> <laughs> He's famous. He's, like, real famous. He's yeah. not even, like, comedy famous. He's famous, famous. Of course he filled the auditorium. If he started a podcast, it would be the number one podcast the next day. <laughs> and they were like, and I was like, okay, well, all right. And I just braced myself, and uh, there, it was maybe 5% full of this auditorium, but probably still had like 50, 60, 100 people maybe even, Okay. which wouldn't be bad for a small auditorium, <laughs> but it was just really awkward. Was it, uh, what was the layout of the auditorium? Was it um, like a stage and seats or was it more like a gym? Stage and seats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it was a nice, it was a nice place to do it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they had the lighting done right, <laughs> but you know, it was a nice place to do it. And, um, and, uh, and, and so that was like an interesting experience, but I will say, and I'm basically quoting some other comedians here on camera, but like usually the best colleges are the ones that are isolated because the kids have nothing else to do. Yeah. So they're like, we'll see this guy. Never heard of him. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Better than Jag. You know? <laughs> you know? I want so, that to be a reference but like a for the big, rest of my life. <laughs> a big, you know, state school. People have shit, stuff to do. There's parties and yeah. bars. And so I've had some really great, when I, I haven't done a college in a long time, but um, those have been some of the best ones. It's like yeah. isolated places where. Because they're like, we're with you. You're their Jag. <laughs> So. You didn't see the new Jag last night? <laughs> Someone's falling behind. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what um what are some like dream gigs that you have? Uh I would say you bam, mean that I've bam, had bam, or would bam. like to do. Have had and would like to do. Um 
Well, I think the best gigs I've had, uh, I feel like for me, and I feel like a lot of people, expectations can be a big thing. So if you expect mm-hmm. something to be crappy and then yeah. it's really good. So I would always say, I, 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 as the longer time I've spent in LA, like, um, or doing comedy period, like sometimes like those are the best ones where you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Like, people are going <laughs> to hate me. And then it goes really well. You, you feel almost better about it. Yeah. The ones where you think, this is going to be amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's, even if it is amazing, it's still kind of me. Yeah. So I'd always say that's one fun thing about comedy. Yeah. Your life is expectation, you know, which. Yep. Going in with little to yeah. no expectation and then if it exceeds it, then yeah. you're like, yeah. Fuck yeah, bonus. And that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, a lesson you learn maybe from being disappointed by expecting things. <laughs> you know, you know, you what? Learn it. No, never. So what? I would say that, cause, you know, I mean, even like. <laughs> A show where you're like, there can be like a very low attendance. It can be really fun sometimes. Yeah. More fun than with high attendance. So <laughs> I'd say that's the first point of that. But the best, the most like, I had a chance to open for Anthony Jeselnik on a big theater tour he did. Nice. About a year and a half, two years ago. And I went to like. How many, how many cities? I'd say at least 10. And they were all like. Cool. Kind of. I hate to crap on the cities that were on. The cool cities. It was like Seattle, Portland, Vancouver. Yeah. Um, like De- Denver, like cool places to go and see, and you know the opener never gets paid a ton, but he he's actually we've known each other for a while, so he he made sure at least I wasn't like losing money and I was making a little money, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and we paid to like a thousand people, two thousand people. Nice. And you know they're all jazzed to see him. Yeah. And if you do a pretty or good jazzed. Job, Jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so you know, they're they're all there. You know, they paid. They they want their night to be fun, and it's a pretty easy audience. And when you're pretty competent, you can have a really great, great show. Set. And yeah. um, those those were great. I mean, those were like, I and, and you know, even if I did my own, <laughs> let's say the you know Matt, whatever good luck shines on me and I, I do my own theater too it probably won't be as fun as that because it won't be the first you yeah. know what I mean that was like the first time I got to play like to a thousand people and you know when you have a joke that lands with a room full of a hundred people you think wow it doesn't get any louder than this but you know when it's a thousand people and it's You're a like, theater wow, it's louder with amazing acoustics you know <laughs> it's, it's like wow you know like this is so much fun yeah. and so that that was that was great and uh, and I you know thank him for, for taking me and uh, other highlights, um, dream gigs, not casinos. No, <laughs> uh, you um, had that. You had that bit. You had that bit part in Jag. Jag. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, this is a cliche thing for comedians to say, but anytime I can like be on a lineup with someone I really look up to, whether I meet them or not, yeah. or whether they even watch my set or not, it's still kind of. Like, mm-hmm. especially like someone from when you were a kid and you're like, you're like, like I, I never have worked with Norm McDonald. Like, let's just say somehow I ended up on a show with him, which who knows? It could, it's not totally crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have been on shows with people of that caliber who, again, I never met or they didn't watch my set, but it's still like, wow. Like that. So that to me is still pretty cool like, yeah. to, to, to do that. And then whenever people ask me where my favorite place to do shows was, I say, uh, there's a spot in LA called Largo. Yeah. And it's, Largo at the Coronet. Yeah, and it's like at a theater now. 
And I've actually never done Largo at the Cornet, but I did do the old Largo okay. like, three, four times. Cool. And that was awesome. I yeah, mean, I bet. It was just like very low ceilings, and I think if you're not a comedian, low ceilings are great often. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. the laughter just yeah. ran. And it was very easy to fill the old Largo. I'm sure it's very easy to fill the current one. Yeah. But the old one was particularly easy to fill. It was just small. Mm-hmm. And I still remember. I mean, it was the first time anyone paid me. So it still has like this, like, and I wasn't expecting it either. Yeah. I was super nervous. The lineup had a couple of famous people on it. I, maybe like Sarah Silverman or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really nervous. I hadn't done anything quite like it. And I had a good set and I was feeling really good. And then and the manager walked up and handed me cash and said help yourself to some drinks and you're like huh and i was like wow and that's you know it's because that i mean you know maybe if you've never you know getting paid in a city like la and new york is hard yeah with a lot of comedy yeah a lot of comedians it's i mean hard is the wrong term it's just infrequent a lot especially when you're starting out Mm -hmm. so that still had like a huge like i still remember that and i actually how many years in was this like a year and a half two years and it was probably like 2007 okay um, that's a show that was great because it they tried to put newer LA comedians on it like nice people who were around in LA and so that was a really nice thing to have for LA comedians and you know and some really like that show was uh, you know it had in terms of quote alternative comedy it had some history I think it was like yeah. maybe one of the first ones in LA or the one of the and it had a lot of super famous people like yeah. routinely did it I've heard I've heard a lot of stories on different podcasts where yeah. you talk about back at old Largo or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And I got in right before it moved and then after that I never got to do it again because they had a different booker but <laughs> uh, but it was still like a real highlight honestly like and I and I don't think I appreciated it. I think I didn't totally understand how much fun it was and how yeah. cool it was. And same guy runs it, right? Same guy and I I Flanagan Flanagan is Flanit. his name and yeah. he was very nice to me. He was the one that paid me. Yeah. But I don't think I ever registered on his dial as someone, you know, who could draw an audience. Okay. That, that's fair. Yeah. And then he wasn't really booking it. Someone else was booking it. Okay. And then that guy stopped booking it, so that was, like, kind of my loss of connection. Yeah. And um, so maybe if I get to do it again. that That's actually a future dream gig, I'd say, is to do that again. To do Largo and, again. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to, like, I wouldn't, like, send a tape in or anything, but maybe mm-hmm. somebody I know is doing it and they ask me to, to perform mm-hmm. on it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, because I still have, uh, I would say, you know, I've been out here a long time. I'd say I've been a little bit desensitized to, like, you know, sort of the hero worship aspect of comedians when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when you see someone from when you were a kid, it still, like, hits you. You're like, oh, yeah. my God, I used to watch oh. this guy. And, you know, I was at the comedy store a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't get to see him perform, but I did see him walk by. It was Dave Chappelle. Okay. And I had seen him, you know, back before he was but yeah it was still like oh my god Dave here and he's still there you know and it's yeah. it's still i still have a lot of that with comedians i don't know if i'd even care i've seen um some pretty famous people around la yeah actors you know non-comedian yeah. famous people and it, it doesn't yeah. have much effect i saw pat's and i'm not a huge pat Sajak fan but he is famous <laughs> you know and it just kind of like goes right through you especially if you've been in the business you know sort of been in the business or whatever like i have and maybe the duke boys that'd be huge i'm not even kidding <laughs> boys, but uh one of the duke boys was in smallville yeah 
Yeah, 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 yep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, John Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he looks he's good. A, he's a Duke boy again now in those Auto Trader commercials. Yeah, I know. I was excited <laughs> to see those commercials. They did get rid of the Confederate flag. They don't show the Confederate flag. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I was like, right. something's different about yeah. this car. I have a feeling if, if I watch this show, I might be a little bit dated and <laughs> maybe even like kind of misogynistic because Daisy Duke was always yeah. in the short shorts and nice. stuff like that. Nice. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not taking blame for when I'm six, okay? And, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I would uh, love to do show again yeah that would be a big dream gig and yeah. you know like anyone else i heard I it's guess. like a really t- close-knit group too like they're really nice and uh, they, they are that guy was flanagan was always really nice to me i think he would remember me i, I wouldn't know but i mean that's not really important it was just that <laughs> it was a really um cool unique, vibe interesting yeah. thing to be a part of yeah and i can't believe i got to do it it's like still like wow if i had waited like three extra months to move here i probably couldn't have. it would have been Oh, you know yeah, whatever yeah. you know for me to get you could have missed catch the, the eye of anyone or, yeah and so it, it, some of those like luck and timing things are interesting and they also work in the wrong direction sometimes luck and timing you know you don't, yeah it's true but uh but that was a really neat thing i mean and when you walked in there to the old largo they had photos of some pretty famous people performing on that same stage okay and you know that's still neat even when i get to do like yeah the improv or something you're here like, and there holy shit them, them, yeah you them, see them. like yeah. you're like looking up off the stage and you see someone you admire like standing on the same stage in some photo and you're like yeah. hey you know yeah sure no one's heard of old Rogers side but it's still pretty cool I'm still in the game and it's pretty it's pretty neat you yeah. know and uh, I'm trying to think I know you and I met at the Meltdown show and yep there must have been someone famous on that show there had to be been um sure. Um, yeah, the, the one, one I was on. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I know uh, the last time I saw you was at this show. Good heroin. Park. Yeah. Yep. And uh, before me was Eddie Pepitone, who is like yeah. great. I mean, it it's pretty cool. You're like, wow, I'm following this guy that is like, yeah, incredible at this, and that's, you know, not not nothing. It's more fun even than bombing at a college. You know, it's more yeah. fun. No, yeah. I'm not saying it's more lucrative, but uh, <laughs> it's more fun. So. I always I, I do get a kick out of being on lineups with people I, I respect and, yeah. and unfortunately I would say the thing about it it's usually people older than me you know people who have been doing it longer I wouldn't I'm sure there are, there are plenty of comedians younger than me who are amazing and better comedians or yeah. whatever but you don't think of it that way you just think of it as like you think of them more peer group wise yeah, or yeah, yeah. even sub peer group you know or like a later peer group <laughs> not sub peer group uh, light yeah peer group light exactly but the people who are like before you you still kind of put on a pedestal some and yeah like I always you know I always love David Spade I never I've never seen him yeah. in person or got to meet him or anything but maybe someday you know you never know and if I did I would be like he's still a stand up right here and there he does here and there yeah. I do think um, you know he does do it here and there. I don't know how much of an impact he had on someone your age. But you must have loved Tommy Boy, I assume, yeah. at least. Um, yeah. But he was a Tommy guy. Tommy Boy, like, his character on PCU was really funny. Oh, man, I love PCU. Yeah. I love I, PCU. I only saw it once, but I like it stuck with me that he was like the super nerdy guy. Yeah. And Jeremy Piven was the guy who was like, dude. You don't want to wear the shirt yeah, to the band, band yeah. that you're don't seeing. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Classic. I love PCU. I 
love the PCU. I feel like that's a kind of an under, a little bit of an underrated comedy. It's one of those comedies that everybody in comedy likes. Yeah. It's like MacGruber or something now. It's like everybody yeah. in comedy knows it's like the funniest movie of all time. The day that MacGruber came out, I saw it in the theater. And then the day it came out on DVD, I bought it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I mean, so I've seen funny. MacGruber 20, 30 times. I'm not kidding, because I have it on my DVR. Yeah. I recorded off HBO, and I was like, and I kept it there forever, and I, I love it. I love MacGruber. I mean... Have you been watching Last Man on Earth? I have. Also, very, <sighs> so funny. very, very good. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I would say it's, it's obviously very funny, and he's... I mean... The thing about MacGruber and that character, they both say friggin' a lot, which I guess is funny, for whatever reason. Except in this one, in MacGruber, he says friggin', but he also curses, you know, yeah, very yeah. explicitly. In this one, he can't even he do can't, that. Yeah. But, um, uh, is, uh, it's just a great, it's what a great show. I mean, it's different, yeah. it's original. It's, it's a really funny premise. Really funny premise, yeah. but it's also, like, usually pretty thoughtful. And yeah. Kind of moving. At least it's only been three episodes or whatever. It's been four or five. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that show is is really really good. Yeah, yeah. and um, watching that show, I hadn't seen Mad Men yet, mm. so I was like, "Who's that?" Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I knew she wasn't. Yeah, really my roommate really was like, like that. "That's fucking January Jones." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep. "Huh?" Yep. Yeah, and then I finally watched the pilot to Mad Men, and I was like. This is really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah, missed yeah. out on a lot, so I'm three episodes in. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, in some ways I'm jealous of that because it's... Because I get to experience it for the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And the second half of sec- the seventh season isn't going to be till next year, or just about to start? It's just about to start, and that's it. I think okay. There's, I think it might only be six episodes left. I yeah. think, something like that. Maybe ten. Yeah, but, there's uh, no way I'm catching up in two weeks. No. By the time this episode comes out... I think it will have already started. Probably, yeah. So it's going yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. Can you believe that thing with the? <laughs> yeah. 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 The talking Don. pie, and then the. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Pete was like, Ugh, yeah, yeah. Can't even. <laughs> and then they switch places because of that. The know, body. They the, urinate into the, the fountain. Body snatch. Fountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or body switch. Yeah. Oh man. Whew. And Peggy's all in on it, and you're like, Peggy, ah. <laughs> Yeah, that you know what I that was actually a cool set. I saw Vincent Kornheiser, the guy that plays Pete. Okay. And yeah. he watched me do stand up. Nice. Yeah, but it was couldn't have been at a more. This is one of talking about a show that had no stakes except that Pete was there. Oh, okay. It was maybe five people at a coffee shop. Seriously, <laughs> it was a book show. It was at uh, a cafe called Muse on Santa Monica Boulevard, not okay. too far from here, but yeah, you know, five ten minutes at least, and. uh and I was like, oh, this show's gonna, this show's a stinker. <laughs> and he was just eating dinner. I was like, I think that's, this is kind of when the show had first started, yeah, kind of yeah. came out. And and I was like, that's, that's Pete from Mad Men. I was like, I'm gonna bring the heat. And he kind of laughed at it. He liked what bring, I did. Bring so, the Pete. Bring the Pete. <laughs> so that was, I mean, that's like, something like that is kind of cool. I mean, you don't get paid. You're actually losing money because you have to pay for gas, I guess. Yeah. But it's still like a lot of fun. You're like, all right, I mean, who knows? Maybe he remembers a joke or two I told or something. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And I do respect his acting quite a bit. He's he's great. And yeah, especially if you watch the whole Pete arc. I bet. Um, he's great. He's also uh, kind of interesting. I read some article that he said he doesn't have a car. He could totally afford a car. He takes oh, the bus. He and just subway chooses in oh. L.A. Yeah, and he lives apparently pretty near where you live. Oh, cool. Yeah, kind of interesting. He um. Though he might take cabs and Uber. He 
Uber's. Uber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber XL or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever watch Buffy and Angel? I didn't. I'm somewhat familiar with them. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recently finished them in the last like six months or so. And they're really good. They hold up. But there's like, uh, if you watch it in the right order, like there's crossovers. So mm-hmm. it'll be like, Angel's like, oh, there's trouble in Sunnydale. All right. And then the next episode of Buffy, he's there. He yeah. shows up. So this is a long-winded way of saying Pete played Oh really? Connor, who is Angel's son in the oh, show. Wow. And that's wow. the first time I ever saw him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, he's really good. Yeah. And then the show ended and I was like, Oh man. I was like, I wonder if he's done anything else. Yeah. And then I was watching the pilot and I was like, Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. That's yeah, Connor. Yeah, yeah. From Angel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's uh he's a great I, I feel like I maybe mess I think it's Vincent Kartheiser. Is that his name? I don't know. I think I said Kornheiser. I met him I met him once because I was uh okay. um, Yeah, I was an extra in season four, episode one. It was the one where like near the end of the episode he uh Don Draper sits down with a some interviewer guy from the Korean War. He he lost a leg. And he's like, who is Don Drake? I remember that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's all out of context for me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But yeah, he was super nice to the extras. Like, he'd talk to us and joke and whatever. And I was like, cool, cool guy. Yeah. And then then having seen Angel way after the fact and then being like, oh, that was Connor. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he, he was a lot of people who... Came to a coffee shop for dinner, and then suddenly a stand-up comedy show is thrust on them. Okay. Would not pay attention, nor would they stick around. And he was nice enough to do both. So cool. He seemed like a good guy. <laughs> but that's like a cool kind of thing. You know, that's sort of an only in LA thing. You know, you can yeah. really do right. So it's pretty. It's kind of neat. Yeah, we get. Uh, I was just thinking about it the other day, where we get so um, used to so many good comedy shows and so many good comics performing so much mm-hmm. where we're just like oh Maria Bamford's playing and it's like 10 bucks and then it's like well I saw her last week you know she's amazing yeah yeah talking about people I like looked up as a kid is another funny thing when I moved here you realize that a lot of these amazing comedians because they live here and they need to work on yeah. what they're doing and they don't really make their money here. They yeah. make it on the road or by acting or writing. Yeah. They're on shows you can't... You, when you don't have any concept of it, you're like, what is Mark Maron doing on this show in a basement? You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you can't believe it. Um, and and that was another thing that was amazing to me when I moved here was how many people, like, mm-hmm. pretty famous... Comedy famous people, at least. Yeah. Famous, famous were on. Things you, that they weren't getting paid to do. We're like, and, huh? And they really? still do them all the time because yeah. they have to. They have because it's the love of the love of the craft, love of the craft, and, and also just like you got new yeah. new stuff. There's like new work stuff. work on new stuff and yeah. And I do think that when I moved here, I was way more apt to be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to that show because so and so and so and so's on it. And now I'm just like, well, I'll probably see him soon enough. <laughs> there is a little bit. Of you are right. I'm totally spoiled. People in Iowa are like, fuck you guys. I know. I think if I lived in a different city, I would be... Yeah. I can't believe it. And I did... When I moved here, I did have quite a bit of that sort of like, oh my God, like, you know. Yeah. Or like drop-ins. Like, that's a huge thing where you're like, oh But to me, I've been like... (laughs) 
on a million shows with drop you know I've been on shows with drop in yeah. I've often been bumped for drop in <laughs> which is fine you know of course that happens and it's totally fine but I'm not as amazed by it but the concept of like so I did yeah I did a show at the comedy store and I got bumped for Neil Brennan who's you know one of the co-creators yeah. of the Chappelle show yeah. and my attitude was like man <laughs> it wasn't like hey there's this but if I had never done stand up I'd been like oh this is amazing like yep. this guy who yeah. co-created the show I like this <laughs> doing stand up you know but instead my attitude was like oh man <laughs> You don't know how much time they're gonna do, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So <laughs> I probably probably feel, feel a little bad about that, but uh, <laughs> oh, well, you know, water under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Wa- water under the. He drag. did. He was very funny, and he he destroyed. And he actually did help set the stage for the people who followed him. So yeah, he wasn't, and he did not hog. He was not a stage hog. He got yeah. off pretty quickly. So. He didn't run the light. Did not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he only wanted to do a few things. Yeah. So that's. That's nice. I've had the other experience where someone like, went on forever. And you're like, ugh, yeah. geez, write a book already. <laughs> <laughs> and this person probably had a book. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> it was Paul Reiser. The book was called Coupling. No. <laughs> it was not Paul Reiser. I think that it was in the Mad book. About You times. I th- he had a book. I think it was called Coupling. I could be wrong. Really? He had that, a book. Sounds, yeah. that sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta. Yeah. They're one of the last few people on earth that can get book deals. It's famous stand-ups that, like, can still get book deals. Yeah. Like, you can go to, like, get your MFA in literature and you can't get a book deal. <laughs> get on a sitcom. Yeah, because people want to hear it. What was that actor thinking when he made those choices? Yeah. I mean, I've read a few of those. I've read a few of those. I'm kicking on the fan because it's getting warm in here. Yeah. Yeah. From that. Hopefully it won't play too much into the noise. You can see the the wave. It's mm. it's a little more now, yeah. but yeah. Um, let's see. I've got a few questions I ask each time. Let's we've already we've already done a couple. We. Oh okay. Uh, so what do you do for work now? Comedy is your job full time? Uh, no, it's like half time. Okay. Tap into. Right. for Westwood One Radio. It's a morning radio service. Okay. Kim Kardashian jokes and that type of thing. All right. And then, I do make some money. I still make some money doing stand-up. I've had some good times making money doing stuff. It's been very... Yeah. Just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so... I've had... Well, about ten years out here, I've had, I'd say, about three years worth of staggered over time. Yeah. Working only as a comic and yeah. yeah. And then the other time I think I've gotten so used to it. Yeah. I think when I first had to go back from like the first period, I had about a year I oh eight, oh nine, I was doing colleges like three months Suddenly my money went because um, Oh, yeah. from maybe you know ten ninety nines are. I thought for the old trap. I didn't pay in advance the taxes I owed on money that was not being taken out of my taxes, and then it just all hit. Oh right, because if you do ten ninety nine, it's independent contractor. Exactly. 
And as a comic, like you're all that work is like that. And and a lot of times as a comic, you're getting paid so little, you don't have to really worry about it. You're like the twenty five bucks. And like, worry about yeah, it. yeah. Just take it. I don't have to declare it. But um, when it's you know a thousand, two thousand bucks at a college, when it's a check, they have and an then official like, accountants. They're gonna uh, tell the IRS you gotta do it. Yeah. So, um, so it all hit like in like in April. I was like. God, you're my supposed money's to, gone. You're supposed to separate the money as exactly, you get it, right? Exactly, and I did not do that. And I would actually say, I wouldn't say, I, I was just ignorant of it. I didn't know how to do it, yeah. and I didn't do it, and, and the consequences were there. Yep. So I, when I first had, the first time I had to do that was pretty, like, rushing. You were like, oh, oh, no. And I just, I don't know. I think I've gotten just used to it. It's happened three or four times. Yeah. The money's hit you, you know, three or four times? Uh, well, the, that I've had to go from uh, not working oh, okay. to working and okay. not a day job. You know, so right. uh, I think I'm just going, all right, well. <laughs> it's cyclical. Someday, it'll come you know, back. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Um, so who knows? And, uh, I don't know. It's uh, not optimal, but it's not optimal. <laughs> and luckily, I don't have to work full time. So. Yeah. That's good. Um, I just... So there's this new app called Ship, I guess. And mm-hmm. the only reason I heard of it was because um, TJ Miller did the intro to some like tech crunch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because of Silicon Valley, they were like, hey, will you... Right, right, right. Yeah. And he's like, all right. So he's up there. And then someone was talking. And he like... He just kind of yelled toward this lady. He was like, excuse me, ma'am. Like, we're not going to get anything done tonight if you're just talking the whole time. <laughs> and then, um, and then so they, he was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kidding, ma'am. But seriously, this is a comedy, like, this, I'm, this is the comedy portion. I'm trying to, and then I'd appreciate if your attention. And he's like, what do you, what do you do here? What do you, what are you here for? What, what app? What, a, and, um. And then she talked about this app called Ship S H Y P and like basically basically the idea of it is you have something that you want to ship out, you don't wanna to go to FedEx, UPS, post office and do it yourself. Uh you use the app and then you like take a picture of the thing and the dimensions and whatever. And then someone comes to you, they have a box, they figure out which pricing is best, mm-hmm. which company is best, and then they ship it for you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think you pay per time you do it. Right, and, right. Um, so I submitted to, like, be, like yeah, to yeah, work yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just got an email back today. And I was like, oh, yeah, that could be a cool... Like on your own time type of thing, uh-huh, like uh-huh. like the whole personal shopper, like groceries uh-huh. and like. Uh-huh. Um, I I think that that stuff uh, because again when I moved in there was no Uber Lyft driving and I think that stuff is really good for. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And my car barely. I don't know if they're great for society writ large. I would <laughs> positive that someone with a family should be doing like task rabbit or whatever, but oh. but for people in the arts it's like. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's, it's totally great, and I almost did a few of those things. Uh, yeah, too, because I was like, well, I could drive work. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, driving and all, like 
Yeah, when you don't have to. Yeah. Um, the my car barely didn't qualify for Lyft. Oh, okay. And it was okay. before Uber started too. Right, like, right. and I was like, oh, cool. I'll do. I'll drive Lyft or whatever. And it has to be two thousand or newer. Mine's a ninety-eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe the stipulations are a little more strict yeah, yeah, yeah. now. But when I first downloaded the app and everything, it was like, apply to be a driver. And I was like, okay, yeah. beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And then it was like, 2,000 or newer. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is, uh, I've certainly had, you know, seen comedians be like, oh, I had a drug with today. And that stinks, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's better than like, it's, it's so much, it's just nice to have a, little, a yeah. fallback to a fallback. It's, it's better than like working at a job where you're like. Oh, this is like a job, job. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I'm here every day. And yeah. So I think that that's a positive benefit. Yeah. Comedians. <laughs> Get that ship plug in. Ship, yeah. <laughs> ship, yeah. <laughs> that's the slogan I'm pitching to you guys. Ship, yeah. That's it. Exclamation mark. <laughs> I think that sounds good. Yeah. What are you using to to uh, ship that package? <sighs> ship, yeah, dude. I'm gonna use ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I that mm. stuff is, it's I think a positive thing. It's great because it's bringing the um, like the whole Uber and Lyft thing, and then they're battling with taxis and stuff, and I'm like, I get it because taxis are really expensive. Anytime I've thought about like. Oh yeah, we could take it. We could split a taxi. Like, ugh. it's murder. Yikes! Taxis, taxis are like, and when you gotta go to the airport, it's like, forget oh, about it. Oh. Just throw your wallet away. Basically, I mean, it, it's like a third of the ticket price. Airplane. Ticket price or something. It's, like, it's pretty bad. Throw your wallet away. Sit down and watch some Jag. Basically, You'll be fine. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Wait. The guy from Jag, that wasn't the guy in the Rocketeer, right? I uh, I really don't I I don't Just, think so. Timothy all white Dalton all white people look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rocketeer guy was James Bond, I think. Well, Timothy Dalton was right? the bad guy. Oh, he was the Nazi. Oh, right, right. He had the dirigible. Oh no no, the Rocketeer, uh, was the guy. He was in the Killing, for instance. He was the mayor in the Killing. I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. But Craig it might Dawson. be he's just a handsome guy, classically handsome. It's not uh no. It might be. You mean the star of Jag? Yeah. Then no. <laughs> this guy's too old to be the star of Jag. I don't mean to shit on the Rocketeer, but uh, he's a little too old to play a young attorney. I almost said Billy Zane and I was like, Nope, that's nope. not that was not the nope. Rocketeer. No. Nope. Have you seen Billy Zane is a guy I've seen in LA like I'd say five times. Yeah? Minimum. I've seen Jesselnick walking around a couple times. Okay, he lives kind of close to here, I think, actually. <laughs> but I've seen Billy Zane yeah. four or five times. I've seen, uh, seen Andy Dick a couple times. I've seen <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is like to me, Andy Dick was on the Ben Solo show. Maybe, oh. probably, and I love the Ben Solo yeah. show. It was like this big, that was like, you know, perfect age when he came out. So I still think of Andy Dick as like, funny, kind of like, pedestal not this joke come, unfortunately for Andy Dick I guess but I still think of him as like a guy who's really funny and part of this thing I know, so news radio news radio he was awesome he was great on news, news radio, radio. I mean, he was great man. 
I loved that show, man. This video was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still, still to this day, one of those quotes I remember really strongly was uh, Matthew being like, <laughs> "Haven't you ever read Les Miserables?" <laughs> <laughs> Just a stupid little throwaway line. I'm Bill McNeil. I'm Bill McNeil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a great... I mean, that's a multi-camera sitcom that was legit yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And so, I guess, it's, I wonder... The girl who played, uh, shoot, the redhead with the gum. She always had the gum. I know her real name is Vicki Lewis. Okay. So the credits. Yeah. Beth was her name. Beth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. News Radio. Go check it great out. Great show. Great show. I think it's on Netflix streaming. Yeah. If it's not, well, you'll find a way. Yeah. 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 It picks up more in the second season. Made to be one of those guys. But, it does. but yeah, Dave Foley. Dave Foley. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I'm blanking. Joe Rogan was in it? Though. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan. Uh, I'm blanking on um, the girl, Lisa. Uh, her name is Maura Tierney. Maura Tierney. Yep. Yep. Okay. Which I think is She had a fun run on um, um, Rescue Me. Oh, I never saw Rescue Me. I think I do know she was on that, though. Yeah. Um, she's very good as Lisa. She, yeah. She's great. Awesome. Yeah. She was, uh, oh, Liar Liar. She's the, the love interest mom. <laughs> yeah. Ex wife. Yeah, ex wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in. Uh, um, <laughs> Mora, if you're listening. <laughs> no, she was in a uh, this show on ABC. It was like a uh, courtroom drama type, and it went like five episodes and done. Like it was just mm. super canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was an extra on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was extra on the pilot, and like you didn't see my character at all. Like uh -huh. they just kind of cut around uh -huh. me or whatever. Uh -huh. I don't know. Um, but. While I was in it, I was like, oh, man, this is totally going to get canceled. <laughs> it was that and bad. It, it reeks that well, Yeah, bad. like, I mean, it wasn't because of her. It wasn't because of, um, the guy was, shit, uh, Northern Exposure. Rob Morrow. I think so, yeah. And so it was her and him, and, like, pretty much no one else... Someone's gonna be like, I was someone else. <laughs> but, yeah, and it just like the courtroom drama, and like I saw some of the scenes, and I was just like, I don't know, man. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells Hollywood that I should be running a show. Exactly, exactly. Running my own show and being on it. Yes. All courtroom dramas should be screened for. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in a courtroom drama. Nope, I'm not running that. Unless it's Jag, I will run. <laughs> We're starting a Kickstarter to bring back Jag. Hey man, Jag did ten seasons of that at least. We're having we're having a marathon. We're calling it a Jag off. Jag off. Easily mocked title for yeah, sure. I think I took that. Did you ever see? There was this video called. Do your best, Jagger. Yeah, they they did say Jag off. Oh. And it was. Have you seen that video? No. It was like uh, these two friends had this bet where they were like, anytime I say, hey man, do your best, Jagger, 
then you have to get up and like, uh, and okay, okay. walk around. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're missing the visual here. Yeah, I was doing. I was doing my. Solid, it wasn't my best. Legitimate Mick Jagger. Wasn't my best Jagger, yeah. but uh, yeah, oh man, it's just a funny like five minute video. Yeah, that's that great. Cool. Yeah, and they said Jag off there, so I took it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I repurposed it for Jag. So, sure. so thank you for that, guys who made do your best Jagger. <laughs> uh. What else? What else? Okay. Oh, what's your favorite part about doing stand-up? Uh, the most rewarding thing is when you have a new, brand new joke and you do it and it works. Yeah. That yeah. still is, like, pretty thrilling. That's awesome. And I would say second to that is not doing a joke for a long time. Maybe because you're sick of it or just whatever, and you do it and it works. It's like you. Yeah. That, that's easy. It's the mutual... The mutual feeling of like, yeah, we both think this is funny, and you yep. guys are laughing, and it's confirming it for me. Yeah, yeah, by far. I mean, it's great to like whatever. Do. <laughs> do perform for audiences, but that—that's yeah. like the specific part of it. It's the thing that keeps you coming back. Yeah, it's pretty addictive. Where you're like, whoa, I thought that was like, kind of funny. Like they, kind of laugh at it, and then like, applause break. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't say it's like the op, but. I've also had it happen like the first few times a joke works maybe the first time works for me like I yeah. got this, this one's gonna go into the yeah. bank and then it just doesn't work anymore <laughs> so the conditions for some reason were right that night yep yep or like, well, or the conditions wrong. were wrong the night that it didn't work yeah cause there's been times where uh I've done a joke and I've done it like four or five times and it's like it's like works 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 and then one time I do it and then it's like doesn't really Oh, that, yeah, yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Really? <laughs> I do try to do my jokes a minimum three times before I say adios. But sometimes, uh, how, this is, a, it's a, I would say it's an entertaining aspect of stand-up. It's like, I'm looking at a new joke on my list, yeah. and I'm about to say it, and I'm like, I can't put things out of my Yeah. It's just done, I gotta do it. Yeah. Just, it, I realize how bad it is when I have to yeah. say it. I've had a, um... There were certain jokes where, like, I had to write, like, a whole paragraph. Because I was like, this is everything that I feel about this certain thing right now. I think it's pretty funny. And it's showing the crowd, like, I don't understand it. Whatever. And I'm trying to get them into my headspace of, like, oh, he's dumb. Like, he doesn't understand why. Whatever. And then I look at it, and I'm, like, about to maybe go into it. And I'm like, nah. And I just, like, scroll... Scroll past it. Thanks, Evernote. <laughs> I, yeah, I've def- I have that happen, I'd almost say, once every couple of weeks, if not more. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying this now. Yeah, because you write it down at the time, you're like, oh, this is pretty funny. I think this is pretty funny. Like, people will. And then you look back and you're like, nope, nope. I don't know what I was thinking then. Why was that funny to me? Or, like, why did I think other people would relate to this? I do think if I think people will like it, there's a higher chance people will like it than if I'm like this. I'll try this, but it, it probably stinks. Usually, <laughs> it, it gets exactly what I thought it was going to get. Yeah. It stinks. I will say that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's your favorite part of stand-up? Uh, that's one of them. But the um, just the main thing that gets it going for me and keeps it going is like the mutual 
the mutual of finding of something funny, mm-hmm. and you're you're both like maybe you're not laughing on stage, but it's something that you think is pretty funny, and yeah. they are like, yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, I never even heard of that take on that yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's so great. Uh, the first time I experienced that like really hard was um, uh, I did the the improv in Irvine mm-hmm. had. OC's funniest comic uh-huh, or whatever sure. and I did that competition two years in a row I didn't like move on to semifinals or whatever but just the feeling of like there's how many people do you think they pack in there like 300 right uh, yeah max maybe. yeah so it was completely sold out oh yeah, yeah in just that's me a great and the, that's yeah a great yeah me in the crowd and just telling a joke and then them laughing like all of them laughing at yeah. something and I'm like holy shit yeah. this feels amazing <laughs> it, is, it is pretty cool and uh, yeah that's that, that's what I'd say almost even about that theater tool it's like I never quite heard of that people yeah. a lot that many people like it once, so. I wonder if there's like cause it's mutual joy and you want to keep that mutual joy going I wonder if there's something in our brains and in our physiology that's like, fucking, keep that, keep that going. Like, get that again. I, I mean, I think You're it's chasing the high, chasing I, the H. I think the L A U G H. I think. I mean, I'll be honest. I think I am. I think. Uh, I think that when I have a good show, I'm like, well, I want to get that again. When I have a bad show, I'm like, I need to erase this and have a good show. Yeah. So it's like a weird. Clean the palate. Exactly. Yeah. And I. I mean, I like I said, I know, I know, I mean, as I'm sure you, I know so many people who quit, and I'm just like, how can you even not want to do it? Just yeah. Sort of like the, the high, but I guess they you know, it just doesn't. <laughs> they obviously don't have the same. Yeah. It's less about like, are you funny, whatever. Yeah. Just about, like I just want to. What do you want to do? It's eight o'clock. It's eight p.m. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Let's go hit a mic. Let's do it. <laughs> it's always been sort of in my attitude. It's nighttime. Nothing else, nothing else place to be. So. Time to time to do some comedy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just good attitude. <laughs> do you have any? Uh, when's your next? Something. Wait. This comes out. Uh, April seventeenth. April seventeenth. So I have a show in Covina, California. Okay. Chatterbox. All right. Uh, it's actually a pretty good show. It's on Sundays. It's That's on May something. I have a website. I can just Google Roger's site. <laughs> and then I'm going to be in New York. If you happen to live in New York, in the tri-state area for uh, last weekend of May, and I'm doing the show Whiplash at UCB, which is a fun show. Cool. Yeah. The show called Night Train in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Both those are on That's June on the subway. Uh, I, I must be <laughs> off the subway. I know a little bit about Brooklyn, but it's in a far town called Gowanus. Gowanus? Gowanus? Doing those, and uh, I don't have any like, you know, sort of club standing. Or, yeah. Stuff. yeah. It's cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got some stuff lined up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> I have mostly been out in LA the last couple of years. That's like anyway. I mean, I don't mean. Like this, I mean like 
Yeah. Cool. Um, we talked about Dream Gigs earlier. Um, I know you already plugged, but... <laughs> what are some other, like, um, special, like, half hour, hour, like, what... Uh, I would... I would, uh... Reaching forward. I think I'm gonna record an album soon, so I'm looking nice. forward to that. Um, not sure about the details. You gonna try and get an evening with uh, over at Meltdown? Uh... I was thinking about maybe recording over there, but I'm not positive. I might do like a smaller venue just because it's easier to ensure there are people. Basically, <laughs> and that's not even that. The venue he's talking about isn't even that big, but I'm like, well, let's go smaller. That way, I'm really sure there'll be. But still, think still trying to figure out the details. So I'm looking forward to that. That's that'll be neat, especially after ten years. Yeah, trying to get. Um, but I'd love to do like a half hour. Yeah, I think a half hour has more appeal. Even though I have like an hour, just because yeah. I think I could really put, you know, a good solid, solid right. chunk. Yeah, I do think I am. Uh, I have done. I've done headlining mostly at colleges. Yeah. But I've done it. I never really done it at clubs, but I've done a lot of feature work at clubs and theaters and colleges. But I would say I have like a great. I can really feature very, very strongly. Yeah. Uh, maybe after ten years, shouldn't be. Some, you know, I feel like that would be like perfect. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, like 18 years before Louis like started hitting really big? Ah, uh, I'm sure really big. Yeah, I'm sure I think it is. There's people have different. You know, people have different like timelines. Timelines. I always <laughs> heard that people. You know, that a lot of people say like we're not really real community. Oh, it's 10 years. <laughs> It's actually 30. It's actually 30, 30 years. At some point, it'll be 30. I yeah. Know. You haven't done, been doing comedy so, for 30 years? Pfft, rookie. But, it, it, you know, it, it is, like, funny to think about, like, all the stuff you thought was true when you started it wasn't true. Yeah. Become one of the people who thought that stuff wasn't true. Anyway. Because <laughs> I do think, like, if you've only done it a year, it's like, well, years. Yeah. But when I had done it a year, I was like, the whole year, I got this down. You know, so. Stuff like that. It's just always three hundred sixty-five days and, in yeah, the bank. Never stops. At home. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd love to do. Um, I was, a, you know, I, I definitely would say that. Like the other thing was like Letterman was a huge honor. He's going away. I yep. Yep. Obviously not too much. Probably never would have anyway. But that would have. Colbert. Colbert's replacing I love him. Colbert. He's also a big idol of mine, so that would be cool. But even Conan was like a, that was probably the show that was like the biggest show yeah. when I was yeah. a kid, so that would be neat uh, to, to get a chance to be like, I always thought it'd be cool just to meet some of my, like I was talking about earlier, just meet them, even if it's like, and they have to know you're a comedian. Not yeah. just like, you're some guy, but like, this guy's a comedian, you want, you, you now you have to meet not to force that on them or something, but just like, you know, it would be really, really neat for them to get these. So I always thought that would be cool. Like, you just, maybe I, you know, whatever, like, you got cast in a sketch or something like that. Yeah. Not that I'm sure he's not there to meet the sketch actors, but maybe, you know. Yeah, like, probably, yeah, there's probably some fraternizing. Yeah, so I always thought that, <laughs> that would be cool, too. Just, I, mean, I, I still get a kick out of meeting people I love to. Yeah. I still love to, so. Um, but yeah, I would love to do that's that stuff and I do feel like um, 
was more focused on writing a few years back, uh, but now I'm really doing a ton of stand up. Yeah. I can honestly say I like I like doing stand up now more than ever. And my my favorite year actually for a long time was like my first year because it was like so new. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're like, yeah, it's just so exciting. You're used to it, and you're excited about it. Yeah. That's a I'm good place to, to be. Exactly. You know what? That's true. And uh, I think I just, yeah, I'll toot my heart a little bit. I have a lot more confidence than I did. Yeah. So that helps. Like, you feel very comfortable. And you don't feel, you know, yeah. I feel like I've been in a lot of different situations. I feel like I've done, I haven't done, quote, everything in comedy, but I've done a lot <laughs> in stand-up itself. You know, like I've done theaters. I've done, uh, I've done crappy casinos. Yeah. Shows nobody at the you know, so I feel like I've seen a lot of situations and you know, I'm just feel uncomfortable you know, for this situation. Yeah. So. Um so I remember you you have some awesome, like weird stuff. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah what's what's one of your favorite weird bits? Like you can just you don't have to like I'm not asking you to do the bit, obviously, but because there's some some of your bits where I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh, this yeah, is so you know, awesome. I mean, if, if people had, you know, have seen me do stand-up, I'm, I'm not assuming anyone has, but I typically break up my sort of standard stand-up act, which is pretty yeah. absurd one-liner, yeah. pretty absurd bits anyway. With, yeah. um, I hate to say it, almost prop comedy. I mean, it's what I'm doing, you know, sometimes... Uh, Sometimes it's literally reading off a sheet of paper. Sometimes it's like involves music or something. Yeah. And, uh, what's some of my favorite ones. Um. Uh, you know, some of them come and go. I don't do them. I, I just get tired of doing them. Yeah. But um, I'd say um, one that was like uh, really fun early on that I haven't done in years is I would like uh, I would take a New Yorker magazine outside of the highlights magazine. <laughs> I would make it pretty clear to the audience that there's a highlights magazine for you this is what I would say. And this is a bit that actually, you know, this is what some people who saw me early on yeah. uh, have looked on partly because these people like this bit. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, you know, I heard that this audience really likes like sophisticated comments, so <laughs> I don't really have any. I just thought I'd read this recent New Yorker piece. You know, and then I would read these like kid jokes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Towards the end of the kid jokes, they become they're they're like kid jokes, yeah. but they're kind of offensive, you know. Maybe, you know, so I think one of them was like, "Why did Native Americans get to Amer- get here first? Because they have reservations." And so, you know, like they're not even appropriate, and and now people think they're in Highlights magazine. Yeah. And so that was kind of this this, this fun bit I used to do. That uh, I would open shows with. Yeah. You know, kind of set the stage for. Like, this um, is kind of what you're in a for. Different, <laughs> you know, or a little, you know, not standard stand up. And, yeah. and even when I started stand up, I thought I was going to be like a one person sketch guy almost. You know, okay. I, I thought it would be all these bits, like yeah. just a series of them. <laughs> and, um, you know, and uh, when I moved here, I had noticed some, there's a lot of great uh, one liner comedian types. Yeah. Dimitri. Yeah. And, uh, and now I was seeing him 
person. I was like, you know, maybe I could try that or mix it in. And so I kind of developed my act a little bit more. But I really thought I was going to be like this. Well, I don't know what else to call props it. Props and like props, people. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'll, it's not like prop comedy where the yeah. it's not carrot top where the punchline is yeah. the prop itself, yeah. Yeah. but it involves often items. And <laughs> lately, I've been doing more with um, music uh, yeah. as a background sort of thing. So <laughs> I enjoy that too. Like, uh, You know, I, I auditioned to be the Saturday Night announcer. Yeah. <laughs> I do my audition. It, it, and I'd say, oh, my audition didn't go out on a line. And I do this audition yeah. and it's terrible. Listing all these people that would never be on, like, <laughs> dictators and stuff. Like that. cast members of Saturday Live. And, and, um, and so that. You're like, I don't know why they didn't like it. Yeah, it's yeah just... exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think something about. Um, I think one of one of my favorite comedians is Brent Weinbach. Yeah, he's so great. Cool, cool. Amazing. And he does a lot of he does a lot of interesting stuff with sounds. You know, he's mm-hmm. a great musician. I don't know. He's a great piano player. Okay. Or not. But you know, he makes noise. You know, out of even his own mouth yeah. sometimes, and it's like uh, I find that very fun, and very interesting. Like why sounds. <laughs> I, I would not play myself. <laughs> but I do find it. You know, music is like. I mean, it has such a huge role in entertainment. Yeah. Movie scores and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. It just has this huge. It's a huge background part of our lives. And, and so, what can you do with it? Yep. Yep. I used to do this, is kind of stupid. I don't do it anymore. But I used to do impressions of people. Yep. But it was like, all right, this is George Clooney, and uh, he's waiting in line at Rite Aid, and they're playing, um, uh, you know, Who Let the Dogs Out on the PA. And then I would just play Who Let the Dogs Out, and I'd just stand there. And the joke is he's not talking to anyone. And I'd be like, that's that's, uh, George Clooney, everybody, and thank you. And a lot of times people... You know, about 50% of the time, people really like those. There was, like, Brad Pitt at the yeah. mall, and he's tying his shoe, and they're playing this song. And like, the song would just play, and I would tie my shoe. And, and people would, would be into it. But a lot of people just, they got what was going on, and they just yeah. were like, we're not having this. This is, you're wasting, you are wasting our time. And, and so I stopped doing it. But, uh, that was, like, something. Stuff like that, I don't know. I Mundane. Very funny. Because everything, you know, all commer- well, most commercials have music in the background. Yeah. Yeah. All movies have scores. And it took a long time for me to realize how much scoring movies influences how you think. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. when Definitely. the stirring music comes in, you know it's time. Uh, it's emotional happening. Yeah. And so it's, uh, just, I didn't realize it until maybe like, like 10 years ago, even like what a huge impact music has on how we perceive it. Mm-hmm. I just imagined one where you're like, okay, this one's a little weirder. Uh, it's Lady Gaga, and she's waiting in line at the post office. <laughs> There's no music. Yeah, just like, yeah, I look mean, look at your watch. Well, I mean, you know, maybe I'll do that bit again. I don't know. That was kind of sounding not that bad. At the time, I was like, when I got, I was like, ah, I'm not doing that. Again. It could come back around. Wasting it. 
But the 50% of the people who liked it were like, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> the thing about those, like, um, whatever high concept bits or prop bits yeah. that do is they take a lot of, you kind of can't autopilot. I know it sounds bad, but I, they take a lot of concentration. Yeah. The ones I do, and they take a lot of, like, planning and effort. Yeah. It just isn't as simple as having a set list. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always thought they were like a tech good, guy and like yeah, often yeah. And I just thought they were like a good a good break for what I do. <laughs> you know, if I don't tell personal stories that often, yeah. If you're gonna do a lot of short jokes, it's a good break to be like, all right, well now here's this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a palate cleanser and then you go back to it. Yep. So yep. I always kind of kind of thought of it that way. But a lot of times, um. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Awesome. What's your Twitter? Uh, at underscore Raj Desai. Underscore before it? Did someone already take Raj yeah. Desai? Yeah, I got the Scarlet underscore in my handle. Right <sighs> um, this is not like the Jag series finale <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you Google Raj Desai, R-A-J-D-E-S-A-I, I'm like the first one. You can see my webpage and Twitter and everything. Yeah. Did you make your website? Uh, it's a Tumblr site. So, so kind of. So, kind of, yeah. But uh, The framework was there. Kind of. But believe it or not, I even had a friend help me out with that. It looks, <laughs> it looks nice and it okay. kind of doubles the website. Is, it, uh, is the way Tumblr works where it's free... If you have .tumblr.com, but then you pay for the domain or whatever, and then they have I the think so. There, I think how. so, yeah. Okay. I'm kind of, you know, thinking of, of getting... I had a real website that had been all set up, and yeah. it just uh, it, it went away for some technical reason. I can't remember. It wasn't that I didn't pay money. It just this mm-hmm. support supporting software or something so that was through Apple Works or something Apple something oh, anyway and so I was like oh, I'll just go with Tumblr for now and, <laughs> and I found it to be pretty much the same like, yeah you're listing shows you're looking up some video, videos drag and drop and yeah, can't not, calendars and stuff yeah it's not as <laughs> you know nice as like um, a standard one but um, yeah. yeah I did have Roger decide comedy before dot com, com. Yeah. Yeah. So. But not anymore. Yeah. Well, I can still get Roger's at comedy. Dot <laughs> sucks. I think. Did you hear they're adding a dot sucks? S U X. Yeah. No, S U C K S. They're adding a. Dot. Really? Yeah. yeah. I heard you can do dot whatever you want now. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Like. I mean, pretty much they're saying. That Doug Culp. Dot. Doug Culp is the best person ever you've ever met ever. <laughs> Well, they did. That's uh, the end. That's yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> they did. Um, I had mentioned John Oliver. I'm sure this video's online. There's this great bit about Michael Bloomberg Marinerick buying up these negative websites for him. Oh Somehow yeah. Somehow it yeah. got leaked, like the ones he had bought. I saw that on last were, week tonight. Yeah, yeah, they were like hilarious. It was like Michael Bloomberg sucks. No, they released the ones that he hadn't bought yet. Oh, that's right. And they yeah, had and he was like, buy so buy these, put whatever you yeah. want on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was that was really funny, and uh, so. Oh, 
That's so great. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Do you have Do you have any other addendums? Any other um, uh, nuggets of wisdom? No. Not some, really. Some to uh, watch Jag. Watch Jag. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, don't forget, it was a very long-running TV. It's a very successful show to be, to be seemingly completely off the air. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they even have syndication of it. But, uh, you should probably check that out. But yeah. I did have a I did have a friend of mine once tell me that his dad was in the JAG it's the Judge Advocate General Court it's the Naval Defense Attorneys basically yeah. is what they are it's yeah. like the movie A Few Good Men <laughs> and he said his dad watched like half of an episode and was just like this is the biggest crock of horse shit it's just like so big <laughs> they're flying the lawyer in on like an F-16 like, that would never you know just classic TV you know but <laughs> and it's supposed to be more for old people too I think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is I don't and they're like, we'll get the young people because the Jets and <coughs> because the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting show. That not not as good as Early Edition. Early Edition. That is a good poll. I remember it. <laughs> I. It was so. He funny. already knew it was going to happen. That's what it was. He got the paper uh, for tomorrow today. And he could make. And he could change. Cha- yeah. Because the future hasn't <laughs> right. been written yet. Okay. But it was so funny because yeah. he was a reluctant superhero at first. Guy's a big actor. Kyle Chandler, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's in Friday Night Lights. And yeah. He's a really big actor now. But, he's yeah. in that new show Bloodline on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's a great actor. And the show looked terrible. Early edition? Early edition, yeah. I, I don't remember how terrible it looked. I just remember being like, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, maybe it was good. Who knows? It's been a long time. It was probably the pilot that stuck with me where it was like, he kept getting the paper, the tomorrow's paper or whatever, and then he like went to this like cabin in the woods that he had. He was like, "All right, I can't be bothered anymore. No, there's no way they're gonna find me." And then he'd still get that paper, and then he's like, "What? <laughs> I guess I have to help people." Ugh. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to change the world. I guess he. Yeah. What if he just didn't read the paper? Solution. Just not read it. I think he tried that for a couple episodes, and like bad stuff started to happen. And he was like, "This was stuff I saw. I could have seen in this paper." Uh, That's just one of those shows with a concept where it's like it could be. I mean, I actually kind of like Quantum Leap, for instance. Yeah, it was a good show. Oh boy. Also, uh, slightly preposterous in ways, but just one of those shows with like a concept where you're just like, "That could be great," or it could be. Yeah. And his friend was um, the guy who was in, like, Brownface for Short Circuit. Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens, yeah. Uh, I gotta read more, guys. Was I not claiming I didn't watch a lot of TV earlier? Was that not a claim I made? I mean, I pulled that out like he was my dad or something. Fisher Stevens. Yep. Stuff like Fisher Stevens. Yeah, Fisher Stevens. He was also in Hackers. I believe he was. You know, he was the bad guy. He was married to Kirstie Alley. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> she was, you know, in like in her heyday. Yeah. <laughs> when she was, mmm, Kirstie Alley. Yeah, yeah. When she was <laughs> not the current iteration of Kirstie Alley. It seems slightly bonkers. And 
I'm sure she's lovely. She's a lovely gal. Yeah, I'm sure. Kirsty, yeah. if you want to do the podcast. <laughs> Probably the first ever uh, live entreaty to Kirsty Alley to be a yeah. guest on podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. It, we've made history today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Let's. This, it's a good episode. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Absolutely. And this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Raj Desai.